Hey, welcome back to the Doubleheader Podcast. I am Ian Nickel driving in my car. Uh, probably not the best thing to do, but it is what it is. Sometimes you got to make a podcast, and that's just what happens. I paid 40 bucks today call it middle school uh, football, so I can't be too mad. Uh, joining me, as always, is Brody Myers and, of course, the legendary dynamic duo, Sam and Ben Hutchins. Gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? I am electric after last night's NCAA softball bracket reveal. I've got a million and a half thoughts going through my mind, Ian. I'm ready for some mayhem. Well, who am I to stop those a million and a half thoughts? Let's hear them, Brody. Let's roll them out. <laughs> well, first of all, the committee did an A-plus job. Maybe not in terms of actually seeding the teams, but in terms of good TV, getting some exposure for softball, they got it right on the head. I mean, putting Washington as the number 16 seed who beat UCLA twice, and they barely got a regional. Uh, making Oklahoma State the five seed, who throughout the entire year has been hovering around 8 to 10 in the rankings, maybe dropping even as low as 11. And you've got uh, Arizona, Arizona State both missing out on national seeds. You've got Arkansas uh, getting a national seed in number six right below Oklahoma State. You've got the Pac-12 getting snubbed in the words of UCLA hide softball coach Kelly Inouye Perez. But the best part of the night was Texas being number 12 and getting paired up with Oklahoma State. But it doesn't stop there. Texas gets Oregon. And Oregon is where Mike White, the current Texas head coach, came from. It is drama all around. The NCAA may sometimes be dumb, but they're not stupid. Brody, that's got to be um, top five in kind of monologues we've had here on Doubleheader Pod, and I think uh, you were you were working with you were working with some great points. I find myself agreeing. Um, I'll kind of backtrack what you hit a little bit. Um, that first thing, I, I agree with you right there. I thought Oklahoma State would probably host a super regional. I thought, however, that they'd be more on that seven eight line and not that five line. I was uh, maybe a little surprised about that. You know, they beat Oklahoma, which was obviously shown the most respect possible with the number one overall seed. But getting run ruled as kind of your last statement to the committee, uh, I guess they understand, you know what, OU's kind of a different beast. And that beast got taken down, uh, what was it, twice all year by Georgia and once by Oklahoma State. So um, I guess that they, I think that they, the committee really respected Oklahoma. And as a result, they were forced to respect Oklahoma State for, yeah, they got run ruled in the uh, fourth game of their season against OU, but in those three games, it was an extremely competitive series. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma State was a little short on pitching. You had Kelly Maxwell play, what, five or six innings of the Texas game, and then Kerry Eberly went for the last three. And those three innings really could have been worth two innings apiece because of just the magnitude of them. And then she pitches the entire Iowa State game. And then she pitches, what, four or five innings of the Bedlam game? I mean, she's the MVP of the week. She threw something, I think the final number was 12 innings and 250 pitches and 24 hours. That is insane. You have to wonder, that's kind of the strength of this team we've seen is you have, it feels like Oklahoma State is trotting out two aces out there on any given night. And, uh, you know, obviously with being able to start your opening day starter on the third game, it feels like you have to beat an ace uh, twice to win a series against Oklahoma State. But you have to wonder exactly how how Coach Gaski will play that going forward. 
is he going to kind of maybe play the long-term game against the Camels? Will we see Oklahoma State's kind of, uh, you know, not the Robin to the Batman, but the the Robin to the Robin a little bit in Logan Simeonek, who's a, a good player in her own right. Will we see her come out more in this regional? Or does Coach Gajewski, uh his mantra every week on the press conference is, hey, this next game is the most important game of the season. So I'm really curious to see if he's, uh, if he's really willing to ride Eberle and Maxwell hard um, to the Super Regionals and then see if he can scrounge up a victory um, against a Super Regional opponent or if he's try- kind of trying to play the long game, uh, maneuver the chessboard in a way where he can save some gas for the uh, potential next matchup against Texas, probably. Well, Sam, you were on the call with Coach last night. Uh, I'm curious as to what his thoughts were. Was he satisfied? Was he surprised? Uh, where was he at? Well, I'll tell you, he was first, um, <laughs> he was making a call from, I want to say maybe Broken Bow, but he was making a call from, uh, it was a lodge. Like it looked like a lake house and the whole team had gone out there. They said, I guess the, some leaders on the team had gone out there and said, coach, we kind of need a break before this starts. Coach G was all about that. So uh, they were out there at a player's house. Um, there was a game room there. There was footballs. They were on a lake. So they are just having fun, relaxing, uh, watching the documentary The Dawn Wall, which they kind of started the season with. Um, which in, it's, uh, it's about a climber climbing one of the slickest faces on the planet. So um, they kind of watched that again, reset the team, recharge the batteries a little bit. So he was uh, very amiable on the call. And it's for... Uh, about an hour and um, I remember I just got off my job uh, with the Stillwater News Press and Jimmy Gillespie was also on the call and he was like man Sam I could listen to talk I could listen to Coach Gansky talk for you know hours and I was like yeah Jimmy I could do the same thing he was just sitting back and being so honest with us so um, his you know uh, sorry this is quite a long rant to your question Brody I'm hope I'm answering it but uh, Coach Gansky I-, I-, I would describe kind of his position as um almost resting up a little bit. It felt like after this long blitz, he was kind of laid back, wanting to let his team, um, you know, digest the regular season a little bit. He had just finished watching the uh, selection show like everyone else. So he was, um, he, after the call, he was going to flip on some camel games to watch as he went to bed. Uh, but yeah, he was, he, he, I, he was kind of, he was pretty locked in, but at the same time, it was uh, in a more, you know, it's, it's a break in the season. So he was obviously kind of in the middle of that break a little bit. Ian, I'm sorry we kind of took the wheel. Yeah, uh, you got any questions? Hey, no, no, no it's all good. Um, uh, Sam, you mentioned the uh, the broken boat cabin. Uh, Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World had a really good story on that. Uh, I think I said it into our little Twitter group chat. Uh, I was really impressed with that. Um, as far as the tournament is concerned, I think the one team that got hosed was probably Clemson. Uh, Clemson, to me, I mean, they had a really good season. They lost in the ACC championship game, but they had the ACC uh, regular season championship. And what is their reward? They get to go to the number three overall seed, Alabama. So we get Clemson, Alabama, but softball, uh, hopefully it's as entertaining as those football games. Uh, The other, uh, (laughs) another thing that I thought was interesting was the way Washington reacted after finding out they were a 16 seed, they just walked out of the uh, little film room that they're in. I kind of liked it. It's kind of gritty. They're trying to prove the committee wrong. 
So, I, I mean, we'll see what happens there. And then finally, uh, with Texas, Texas did not deserve to be a 12 seed. However, I'm not opposed to this. I, I want the smoke against Texas. Brody, you and I were at the Big 12 championships on Friday and Saturday. That's why my voice is hoarse. That's why I have a sunburn. That's whatever. But it was getting very chippy in that three to two victory that went into nine innings between OSU and Texas. It's going to be personal. I welcome the smoke. It it is personal. And I welcome the smoke. Hopefully we get them in the Super Regional. We'll see. Well, yeah, you mentioned Clemson. They went 42 and six on the year. And this is only like their first real full season of existence in college softball. And you go 42 and six and get sent to Bama. That's also kind of a kick in the you-know-what to Bama because they had such a great season. Uh, Patrick Murphy was asked about that on ESPN last night, and uh, he, you know, he gave the coach speak, but I think deep down he was thinking, man, that's a pretty tough opponent, and I'd love to see Clemson come out of that. Uh, not that I have anything against Alabama, but uh, to see a first-year program playing a Super Regional, that'd be a great story. I'll tell you guys, and Ben can attest to this too, Back on our days on the Calgary basketball beat, talking with Coach Littell, who has seen more games and coached more games than we've ever have, is uh, Coach Littell said something that, stick, that stuck with me. When Oklahoma State basketball was playing the Sooners for the third time in the Big 12 tournament, we asked him, Coach, uh, what do you think about the, you know, is it how hard is it to beat a team three times in one season? Uh, you know, it's got to be hard after beating them twice. To get that third win, like, that's really hard to do, is to dominate a team all season and not drop a game to them. And Coach Tell said, you know what? I don't ascribe to that philosophy. I think that if you beat a team, then you can beat them again, and you should you should walk in with that, and that should be your mentality. And, you know, people say that, but why is that? Why is that a saying that it's so hard to beat a team, you know, three times in a season? So if Oklahoma State, you know, as we're all prone to do, jumping to the conclusion, if Oklahoma State is matched up against Texas, if it goes chalk, in this in the super regional matchup is Oklahoma State hosting Texas. Guys, I know that they were competitive games, but I like Oklahoma State's chances for uh, four and zero against them on the regular season. And those three games were at a neutral site and three in Austin. Now the Cowgirls get to host Texas. Uh, I, I can't I can't imagine Coach uh, Gayeski was uh, crushed to see that uh, twelve seed. Well, uh, here's a little absolutely. Here's a little piece of trivia for you. Mississippi State is coming to the Stillwater Regional. So we've got Campbell, the Campbell Camels, the Boston Terriers, and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Mississippi State is led by one Samantha Ricketts, who is kind of the Kale Gundy to Kalani Ricketts, who's one of the all-time great OU softball players. Samantha played for the Sooners as well, but now she's leading the charge at Mississippi State and will be in Stillwater this weekend. So two OU alumnuses coaching for non-OU teams this weekend. How about that? OU, uh, they obviously got to host their own regional. Uh, we'll see. There will be a lot of softball being played in the state of Oklahoma in the next few days. And, guys, one thing I wanted to bring up, um, no one can control it, committee, RPI rankings, coaches, players, is the rain. And there's going to be a lot of softball on the schedule. But, guys, there's going to be a lot of rain in the schedule for Oklahoma over this uh, next week. I saw Friday. Um Brody, I had to ask you, I didn't know what happened. What do you think will happen if, you know, uh, potentially maybe there's serious rain in the forecast kind of this weekend for Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma? Well, uh, I'm, this is pure speculation. And 
kind of half-joking, kind of half-serious. Stillwater High School has a turf field. I don't know what the measurements are, what the regulations are. I don't know how deep the fence is. But in theory, you could play there. Uh, maybe Oklahoma City takes the rain better than Cowgirl Stadium does. Maybe they could go down to Oklahoma City and play the games like baseball did in Bricktown a couple of years ago. Um, or who knows, maybe the Cowgirl Softball Stadium has great drainage and it won't be a problem. Last time we hosted a regional, it rained as well. Maybe not as bad in the forecast as it is now, but we got some rain and we played through it in that final Tulsa game. Uh, but I'm just going to say, Kenny Gajewski's going to be doing some anti-rain dances. And uh, just cross their <laughs> fingers. Whatever that is. Um, and, uh, but, I mean, OU's going to have to face that too. And they're the number one team in the country. The NCAA's got to have some contingency plan because they're not going to say, well, I guess you got to go to Texas to play or something. There's something in the works. It's just above my pay grade. Right. You can't hold up the entire tournament. You know, if you, you normally you just cancel a game, tack it on three weeks from now. In three weeks from now, teams will be in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, playing in the you know college world series so it could it, it's not our headache to deal with but i thought we'd bring it up because it's a headache for someone logistically to figure that out um yeah we'll see hopefully Calgo stadium has better uh, water draining than they do uh boards clinging onto the outfield wall that someone is jesse martin the athletic the uh, athletic administrator for softball and uh he will be the tournament coordinator and he will have to face all that and i'm sure he'll do it like a champ Ben, how was uh, Obrecht playing yesterday? Did, did it handle the rain very well, or was it pretty sloshy? Well, I had a great view because I was there for 10 and a half hours. So, no. <laughs> um, Obrecht Stadium, uh, the tarp was on all night. We saw Coach Holiday, you know, help uh, some of the players trot it out and rolled it out, um, you know, on Saturday night. So it was on there all day. And, guys, Obrecht Stadium played, I'd say, really well. You know, we got a full uh, nine innings in. Um, if it's any indication, you know, maybe that Stillwater grass has something going for it. Uh, the, the seats were wet, you know, bring a towel if you're going to go to those games. But I think the grass and the dirt, uh, we should be all right, you know, if, if Obrate's any indicator. Yeah. And, well, and one other thing I wanted to add to, like, like talking about logistics and stuff, and, and I think, Brody, you raised this point, uh, is, you know, it might be in Cowgirl Stadium where – in a normal cowgirl, you know, game masks, uh, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, regulations were really relaxed, but the NCA sanctions it. So 25% capacity, um, uh, or well, what is it? Correct 50, me. 50% capacity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's another headache for fans to deal with is, you know, driving in tickets available an hour before. Um, there's a lot of things kind of in motion here. Uh, that, that's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. And this is a sky-falling scenario, but if both Texas and Oklahoma State lose, which, again, is a, seems like a one-in-a-million thing, Oklahoma State would still have to host the Super, which would be another headache that no one wants to deal with. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think that's going to happen. To see a little, like, Mississippi State-Oregon matchup in Stillwater, <laughs> that would be... Makes Brody, my heart I, content. I'm sure, Brody, I'm sure you'd have to be the guy announcing that, too, so... Uh, that would be me, yes. And I might have to I might have to ask for double pay. Yeah. <laughs> or or at least some bribery to get you to sound as excited. Here's a question I want to bring up real quick. In our regional, I mean, you, we mentioned it before, Mississippi State, Boston, and Campbell. Boston has two losses, but Mississippi State plays in the SEC. So which one do you think would be a bigger threat at preventing Oklahoma State from another Super Regional? 
neither. Oklahoma State's a good team. They're the number five team in the country for a reason. They had one fluke loss to Kansas, and they lost two to the best team in softball, possibly the best team ever. I, I, I mean, it would have to be a catastrophic situation for OSU to lose. It might, it might warrant another emergency pod. We'll have to see. Um, Brody, I think the only team that can beat Oklahoma State in this next regional is Oklahoma State. The losses that we've seen from them, they've been compounding error-filled losses that does not look like the Oklahoma State softball that's played, you know, 45 games or whatever it is. Um, it feels like, and you can almost kind of see the storm brewing maybe in the early innings, but I feel like in at least half the losses have come half the errors in the season. Uh, I don't have any numbers on that. But that's just gut, but it, it feels like when Oklahoma State, uh, when they come out, even playing, you know, uh, good for them, they don't even have to be great. But Oklahoma State's such a good team that they can get wins playing good. But there's been a couple games this season. I can't, I couldn't predict them. I couldn't tell you when the last one, uh, when the next one will come. But I feel like, it, and they're not too, uh, they're not too common either. I'll say that. But it feels like uh, Oklahoma State. They've got to clean up, clean up uh, the trend from their losses. There are few losses, but they've been uh, noted. Hey guys, my Wi-Fi dropped out for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, for like You're the last now. for the last thirty seconds, we were completely out. Oh, okay, well, you missed all the important stuff. I'm um, sorry. Sam Sam had his thirty second rant. Ian Ch- Uh, yeah, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, guys, uh, before we get to the end of this, I'll share the breaking news. I will be covering softball. For the uh, for the Stillwater News Press this weekend uh, up there in up there in Cowgirl Stadium, so I'll be doing that. I'll be writing a sidebar because I've only ever written gamers. So got in contact with uh, Dean, our Ocali writer, and I'm kind of working for two publications simultaneously. But with Dean uh, being able to write for the Ocali, I'll be up there with Jimmy, and I'll be able to get to write a sidebar for the first time instead of uh, focusing on the game story. So I really enjoy those. And then um, Coach Gajewski, if you've been on the calls, his favorite thing to mention is how uh, he was really wishing, you know, the band could get back together after last year. And the band will be back together a little bit up in O'Braid on Thursday because I'll be up there with Ben covering the Cowboy baseball game for the Stillwater News Press too. So I'll be uh, – Ben and I have covered our first share of games together, and we'll do one more before the year ends. Sounds like your agent negotiated a pretty good contract, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice to hear, y'all. Um yeah, so hopefully, you know, we Oklahoma State plays that regional and, you know, we take on Texas or Oregon. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I'll ask you guys this. Out of the 60 national seeds, which one's the biggest threat to getting upset? I have a few options in my head, but I want to hear what you guys think. I got to look at the bracket again. But the first one that comes to mind is Oklahoma. Washington beat UCLA twice, and uh, UCLA's right up there with Oklahoma in terms of talent. Uh, so they could get beaten in the Super. Um, maybe Florida. I-, I forget who they're paired with. Let me find the picture of the bracket. Go ahead, Hudgens. Yeah, the name that uh, the name that jumped out to me, um, and I know we just went. We know we. J- I-, I know I just went on a uh, on a rant about how it shouldn't be that hard to you know if you've beaten a team consistently all season. Uh, then you should be able to beat them again. But I was thinking, you know, I think the super that we'll probably see the Oklahoma State versus Texas regional, 
Uh, I, I'll say I, I wouldn't anticipate a blowout in that game. Uh, what we saw is Texas really came to play um, when, when their season depended on it a little bit in the Big 12 championship. And that game was such a dogfight. Um, I think that we can kind of throw out those three uh, earlier season games. I think this last game will be a better indication of how this next game against Texas and OU, OSU in the Super could play out. Um, I think those three in the, you know, those three in the, in Austin or uh, water under a bridge. Uh, I think that this next game where it was won on an error in the uh, 10th, 11th inning, something like that, that's probably a better indication. So I like Oklahoma state's chances to advance, but I'll say uh, I, I'm not going to flick on the official upset alert, but I'll say it's notable. You know, these teams are so familiar, uh, big 12 opponents seen each other so much. Um, it, it's Texas played like, they, uh, I'm sure Texas played like they wanted to play last last time. And uh, if that happens again, be ready for a dogfight in that uh, Super. Here's my final answer. Arizona over Arkansas in the Super, 11 over 6. Um, I think both teams are really good, but this is going to be a battle for SEC and Pac-12 supremacy in college softball. Besides the OSU-Texas one, that is going to be really, really good TV, assuming it goes chalk. Because Arizona is, are owners of half of the first something like 20 NCAA national championships that ever existed in softball. Uh, they're the OSU wrestling of OSU of, of college softball. So Arizona, Arkansas is going to be one to watch. That would probably take place in, uh, in uh, Fayetteville. Yeah. Okay. So that was the spot that we were thinking uh, once upon a time, Oklahoma state could be sent to. So that would be interesting to see how, uh, how another team, Arizona fares going to Fayetteville. I'll, I'll be wondering about that. I'll be keeping an eye on that one. I think I mentioned it earlier, but I'd like to talk about uh, Washington real quick. That 16 spot, and then you have Michigan coming into town. I think you could flip-flop Washington and Michigan either way. That's you know, like 16 and 17. Um, that's going to be a good series. And then I think first-round-wise, I think watch out for LSU. They're hosting Louisiana Lafayette again. Lafayette is a very sneaky team. They faced a couple times in February. OSU faced both teams in February, and uh, Lafayette did get a win against us back then. I think that Louis, that LSU, Louisiana, Lafayette series are in that regional. That'll be a very, very tough one for the chalk. Hey, is that where Baylor is? I, for, I forget. I really want to say that is where Baylor is, uh, but I – I don't know for sure. For sure. Um, LSU is hosting McNeese, Louisiana, and the George Washington Colonials. Uh, Baylor, Baylor is in Baylor's in the Florida region with uh, in the Gainesville region rather with uh, South Alabama and Florida and, and South Florida in there as well. That's going to be a good one. Baylor's a formidable team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ian and I were Baylor fans for two hours during the Big 12 softball tournament. We went and sat <laughs> down. During the Baylor OU game, we went and sat down in the uh, Baylor section, and I was doing the sick and bears, and we got some sunscreen. <laughs> we got we got some sunscreen from a Baylor mom. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Cross. Never got her first name, but it's Kendall Cross's mom. Uh, and uh, she gave us some sunscreen and still got a little burnt, but it could have been a lot worse without her help. So, And the Baylor play-by-play guy is an OSU grad, so – Go back. Right. For some reason, I think that uh, that may have been rooted, you know, 
in a genuine love of softball, but also maybe uh, the Baylor love right there could have been rooted on, and it could have been spurred on by uh, a little disdain for the other side. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Now, now I'm just wondering if there's a gif somewhere of Brody doing sitcom. I mean, we saw the gif of Brody and Ian, you know, doing the go post, the doubleheader. Brody's agent better not let that one get out. <laughs> the doubleheader pod now has its own gif, I guess. That, do that doesn't exist. My agent erased it from the internet. Ian, do you have a, uh, do you have a final question? I see you're, uh, you're driving back. I know you had a long day calling uh, middle school football right there. I, I think I got one, Sam, unless Ian's got a great one. I, I, I'm going to throw um, out there. All right, all right. Ian. Yeah, yeah, no, I was about to say, bad Baylor fan, uh, she gave me the sunscreen in exchange for rooting for them because I wasn't, get, I wasn't getting as fired up as Brody. Because I was trying to save my voice for uh, Iowa State, for Iowa State, and then the game on uh, on Friday, on Saturday. But uh, no, nah, she's like, "All right, I gave you sunscreen. You have to be a Baylor fan." So I'm like, "All right, let's go Baylor now." Um, I think the final question is, um, um, well, let's stick to baseball for this last question. Um, they have uh, uh, the NCAA announced the 20 potential regional hosts, and OSU is not one of them. So we will have to be – so OSU baseball will have to go on the road this year. So I guess where would you want that regional – Where would you we want that regional? Bit, but I'm guessing where would we want the regional to be located? Yes. Sorry, yeah. I'm just now getting into, like, the house here. The Wi-Fi is sketchy. So, um, can y'all hear me now? Yes. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Okay. Well, in terms of the competition, you want to go to whoever number 16 is, because that'll <laughs> be the easiest regional. In terms of cool stuff, Rex Holt threw out maybe Mississippi State and their palace of a baseball stadium. Uh, Arkansas is a fun place to play, but not an easy place to play. Um, I would say those two, if I were Josh Halliday. In terms of the in terms of the experience, not the level of competition. Yeah, I would I would rule out any SCC school. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun from a you know TV standpoint with how crazy those fans get out there, and you know we've all seen uh, like the Ole Miss highlights where the highlights you know it's it's of the it's of the game, but part of the highlight is watching those fans celebrate. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but in terms of a fan rooting the Cowboys to advance, um, I'd say maybe like a law tech. Um, uh, that'd be a place you could go. Um, Southern Mississippi is also down there. Maybe in that region, you could still bring in some OSU fans. Um, I think that would be maybe a spot the Cowboys could be potentially hoping for. I was taking it in the direction of uh, just for the pure spectacle of it. And I wouldn't put it past Oklahoma State to – Make some noise if they got this regional because hey, if they can beat Vandy, they can beat anyone. Uh, but uh, I thought I had to I had to Google the name. I don't have all the encyclopedia on lock like Brody, but Swayze Field, uh, the Old Miss Rebels guys. That is on my bucket list to attend a game there, uh, just for the showers uh, that are not water. <laughs> so to to be able to attend a game there, like Vince said, SEC schools are good. I know on the softball call last night, Jenny Carlson kind of likened what Oklahoma State has in left field softball-wise to Texas Tech baseball. Um, I know their atmosphere is really good as well. 
out in left field. But yeah, uh, I guess if you want to stay a little closer, I don't know exactly how close Lubbock is compared to uh, where Ole Miss is at, but uh, Ole Miss is the one that popped into mind for me. Oxford's about a nine-hour drive from Stillwater, and Lubbock's about a six-hour drive. Mm, okay. So, uh, and, and it's adult water that they're uh, showering out there in right field at Swayze Field. <laughs> ben, uh, okay, so I just was told by Zoom that they're going to take off my 40-minute limit. So how about we do two final questions? Okay. All right. You, you're going to give me the option to throw one out? Throw one out. All right. Guys, we mentioned, like, the log cabin at the lake. I mean, that's not a bad spot. But where would you have your watch party for the NCAA selection show? Where, where would be, you know, the most fun spot um, uh, that you would have your host party at? In Oklahoma or anywhere? No, Brody, you can go anywhere, man. Ooh. I mean, the budget is wide open for this question, all right? I'm going to defer to Ian for now. As I'd, probably go with that, I'd probably go with that broken bow cabin as well. That looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you guys, Coach G, he was uh, giving everyone the scoop, and I didn't get a, read, a chance to read Eric Bailey's article yet. I'll have to read that, but Coach Gasky, uh, he's great at giving the details. He was telling us, yeah, they have a game room here, uh, Ping pong pool, I believe he said darts. He said uh, they had a they had a football that they were tossing, and I, I hadn't jut in. I was like, uh, when it got quiet, I asked coach. I know Brandon Whedon did it uh, pitching, and he can spin the football a little bit. I asked coach, can you spin the football a little bit? Uh, of course, Gasky was a pitcher back at OU in his day, and he said yes, but he actually now I can't remember if, if it was uh, John or Jeff, uh, the which assistant coach, but he said that. I, it may have been it may have been Jeff, Jeff Barfeld, but uh, I, I don't want to discredit John. It could have easily been him too. But uh, one of his assistant coaches he claimed was actually an all sport athlete, and he's even better at throwing the football than Gajewski. So um, with that in mind, and like you said, Ian, log cabin that's a good spot for sure on the lake. Um, one thing one thing I was thinking was on a yacht, right? Why not throw it? Why not throw it up, Josh? Ben said no limits. Um, I'll keep it on this planet, <laughs> but uh, but I think on a yacht, uh, get out in the middle of um, the ocean somewhere with uh, ninety of your friends or uh, to your teammates or your teammates' family or anything. And uh, I've never been on a yacht, so I can't describe it that well. But I assume that would be a fun time. I'm gonna say Michelle Smith has some rental properties down outside of Tampa Bay in Treasure Island, Florida. Uh, they have weddings there. You can sleep there like an Airbnb. So I'm going to call up Smitty and see if she can hook us up with a house and uh, we can watch a little selection show. Maybe she could do it live from the house. Hmm. Ooh, that's a good that's one. A more, that's a lot more realistic than my, bro- than my yacht, Brody. Well done. <laughs> well, <laughs> Smitty surely knows someone who knows Tiger Woods who has a yacht. Mm. Here's one. Here's one. Hunter Mahan, newfound cowgirl softball fan. Yeah, he's got he's got to know Tiger. He can get a yacht. He's got to. He's got to. So I guess that's just what me to Megan Fisher, Megan Fisher to potentially Hunter Mayhan, Hunter to Tiger. That's four calls between me and a yacht, guys. Easy. Island. I I make four calls to get a doctor's appointment. <laughs> My agent's doing well, guys. No. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for the doubleheader podcast uh we'll see y'all pretty soon uh probably gonna have a a regional recap and then we're gonna dive into 
the super regional. Hopefully we make it knock on wood, but uh, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>